This episode of the Agology Club podcast is sponsored by Opionato. Time is your most precious resource, so why waste it on the wrong fertility path? Opionato offers affordable, immediate, unbiased advice from the nation's leading fertility experts, all from the privacy and comfort of your own home. Services include unlimited questions via email, phone calls with a fertility nurse specialist, and a comprehensive medical record review by a top reproductive endocrinologist. Opionato is your 24-7 support system. Visit opionato.com and use the code EGGCLUB for a special discount offer. Because life isn't 9 to 5. When time isn't on your side, we are. This is Egology Club Podcast, episode number 9, Freezing Freedom. Welcome to a new club, the Egology Club. This podcast is redefining the modern-day journey to parenthood. Meet your co-hosts and new BFFs, Riddell, Valerie, and Kara. We're sharing our unfiltered real-life stories, and we hope you join the conversation, too. Follow us at eggologyclub.com. Welcome to the Eggology Club podcast, episode number nine, Freezing Freedom. Thanks so much for listening. I have a special guest in studio today. I can't wait to say hello. (laughs) Miss Stephanie Linder. Hi, Val. How are you? Hi. I'm so glad you could make it all the way from Columbia. Yes. So, you know, we got introduced because, well, our jobs, really. Yeah. That you quit. Yes, I know. (laughs) I know. It's a beautiful thing to be able to do that. I know. Well, you were a good planner. But we both worked in the fertility space. And so professionally, we knew of each other. Right. And I interviewed you for experience.com, which thanks for doing that. That was, And we went to the same clinic, which is kind of cool. I know. And we met at an egg freezing party, which is also brings the story together. (laughs) It does, right? It's just so cyclical. Yes. Um, And so, well, thanks for joining and being with us. I know. I'm really excited. The listeners are going to have such a treat today. I know. And I've really enjoyed it. I've listened to all the podcasts, too, oh, from have? afar. So it's oh, been really nice to listen to them you. and hear how you guys are growing. So it's amazing. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, before we dive in, let's tell everybody how to follow us, like, on social media. Of course. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all Egology Club. Of course. And if you guys want to give us a call, too, we'd love to answer all any questions you have from today's conversation. You can reach us at 978-EGG-CLUB, which is 978-344-2582. And regardless if you're here in the States or Europe or Colombia, um, you can call us from wherever. I'd love to answer your questions. I, and I hope we get some people from I know. America. That would be amazing. That would just bring oh, that this would. whole thing international. Yeah. Um, I know some Spanish, so I can help us out if we need uh, it. Yay! <laughs> That's great, because I don't know any other languages. <laughs> but you could also email us, too. If you want to remain anonymous, don't worry. We'll keep your deeds private. But it's egologyclub at gmail.com. And don't forget to check us out at our website, egologyclub.com. How did egg freezing enter your life beyond work? I worked in the pharmaceutical industry selling medication, fertility medications, to reproductive endocrinologist. So it was in my world for three, four years. So as you know, my age started to creep up past 30, it was definitely on my mind. Um, at the time, I was in a serious relationship, but that just didn't matter because I always knew in my head that if I was going to be a mother, which I still actually don't know to this day if I will, um, that I knew I was going to be an older mother. I always knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew too that if I wanted to continue with work opportunities, If I wanted to quit my job and travel, which we will talk about in a few minutes, um, I wanted to have the options. That's all what this egg freezing 
thing is about is giving you the options to do whatever you want and do whatever what life takes you we don't know how Absolutely. our life plan is going to play, play out right. we might think it's going to go one way and right. then it could go complete a different way yeah and I've listened to your podcast and I think what people forget too is we always think about the first baby once we find that guy right but what if you get a divorce at 35 what if you have secondary infertility which or is or what if you're a lesbian or if you're gay right. of course you know um what if you have your first kid just fine and then there's an issue with the second one which doesn't seem to be talked about as much mm-hmm. so you just want options right because the last thing I wanted and I think any of us want is to be 40 plus and not have the ability to have a kid when we thought we might have had been able to. Mm-hmm. So uh, I froze my eggs almost a year ago today, actually, which is kind of ironic. <laughs> For me, it was a relatively easy journey. I was very familiar with medications, uh, so I knew how to do that. I knew what to expect. And yeah, you had a leg up because absolutely. of all of your work history. It right. taught you what to expect. But yes. were you ever nervous, really, about how the hormones would affect you? Because you've seen it like yes. scientifically through work, right? But You've never done it yourself. This was the first time. Yes, I was very aware of all the adverse events uh, that were possible. But I was more nervous about the stupid needles, <laughs> to be honest with you. And as here tiny you coach and help people do this. I know. It's ironic, you know. Uh, I guess when you start to have to do it yourself, it changes yes. the game. Right. You can coach, but when you have to do something yourself, you know, uh, give yourself a shot. It's just a different world. You can psych yourself out. and Absolutely. Actually, the I don't know if we have any reality TV show watchers listening, but The Real Housewives of Orange County. Right. The, uh, I love that show. Oh, you do? Okay, awesome. Uh, Megan Edmonds was giving herself shots the same time that I was, and she was freaked out as well. So watching yeah. her, I'm like, oh my gosh, like what's going on? It was fun to watch on TV, though. And like, to see is. Dr. Potter and HRC yeah. and like, their whole medical team. Right help her. It's interesting to see the different perspectives. Yeah. So I watched her. She was so scared. And then I did it myself and it was fine. I, yeah. you know, I psyched myself out. Right. Or I psyched myself up to make it a big deal when it wasn't really. Yeah. Now, did you ever have coworkers that did this? Well, uh, a few, they did more, they did it because of IVF reasons, mm-hmm. not so much proactive egg freezing. But after I did egg freezing, I had three or four friends that I spoke with that actually did it because they didn't know anyone who wanted to do it mm. uh, or that had done it. So once they met me, I kind of shared with them the process and people and feel more up. confident. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the exact same thing you're doing with your podcast. Like once people hear other stories, it makes it real and possible. So right. then and it, it opens can, up your mind to yeah. not limiting yourself to only that one path to parenthood like now it makes it feel like oh it's okay if it doesn't look like I thought it should look like yes it's kind of the same that I found with travel which we'll talk about shortly is that you know people have these ideas and want to go to these places you know many people I've spoken with have never thought of going to Columbia but then they see all my pictures on Facebook and now it opens their mind like wow, that looks like a safe, beautiful place. Now I want to go. It's the exact same feeling and story, right? It's, it's a great, great analogy. An- analogy, yeah. yeah. So I think it's a great spot. Let's take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsors. From the beginning, Nest Egg Fertility has been the groundbreaking leader in providing educational support and services for affordable egg freezing. Today, we have expanded our programs to include international surrogacy, egg donation, and embryo freezing. 
Nest Egg Fertility remains on the forefront of information and continues to be passionate advocates for all types of intended parents pursuing their dreams of a family. Visit nesteggfertility.com today and use offer code EGGCLUB to access exclusive discounts for Eggology Club listeners. All right, and we're back. Well, so glad that you're in studio with us, Stephanie. Um, I want to hear more about once you started the procedure and you started doing egg freezing for yourself, how did that journey go for you? Like, tell me a little bit, walk me through, like, how it happened. Yes, so like I said, it started, I did the egg freezing about a year ago. I, I was actually on medications for 12 days, so normally it's about 10 from what I am aware of. Um, but I think yeah, my to 14, right? Yeah. But I think my physician knew I could handle it, mm-hmm. you know, being in the industry and knowing what to expect. So those last few days were a little tough because you just get, you cry at the commercials that you normally don't cry I'm so at. so emotional. You, you, you were emotional too? By the end, I definitely was. Did you have a lot of effects? Like, did you feel bloaty? Did you Not experience really. any side effects? Only the very end, which is to be expected because your poor ovaries are so gigantic by mm-hmm. the end. But I was just very aware of what, um, what precautions to take. So I just made sure to drink the Gatorade, eat the salty chips. Yeah, and I find that so bizarre. Like it's almost cliche-ish to, to yes. put all this sodium in your body. Right, it is. And you're like, girls, if you want an excuse to eat. Greasy Chinese food, definitely freezer eggs. Yeah. <laughs> I ate all the Mongolian beef I ever wanted to eat towards You've got the very in that end. two weeks. Oh, yeah. Me and Did Pia you have James. a hard time not working out? Because I know you're really big with um, exercise. Oh, um, I was fine with it only because, you know, every day I don't want to work out, but... I was, I just knew that this was a two to three week thing that I needed to do. So yeah. for me, it... It, it is what it is, and mm-hmm. you just have to accept it. And I knew the bigger picture was to get healthy, viable eggs I can use in the future. What about your um, partner? You you were dating someone at the time. Yeah, he was very supportive. I think that was actually my biggest fear was telling him and what his perception would be. But him and, and like, his family. Like you think his perception would have been like, oh, your kid crazy? Maybe, but he, I mean, he knew better to know than that wasn't me in general. But I just, we just never know. I, I've never told anyone that I'm going to freeze my eggs. Right. So I just didn't not, did not know did what his question Did you share it with your family be. at all? My like family, yeah. My mom, you know, it, I've been in the fertility industry, so it wasn't a big surprise. It wasn't a shock. Right. I mean, I neither. My Same mom, deal. right. I was 31 at the time. I'm going to be 33 next month. Um, you know, it, it's no surprise when you're 31 years old that you might freeze your eggs if especially in fertility um and I told his parents too and they were really supportive it's just what you realize is no one knows the intricacies and so they don't really get what we have to go through in order to collect the eggs in the first place they just are like yeah okay sounds cool let us know when you're done yeah but I could not be more overwhelmed by the support I had then and I actually had told a different guy friend um who actually was quitting his job and uh, it was just asking me how I got to where I quit my job, you know, several months yeah, after egg freezing. have to dive into that. Yeah, and he, like, as a man, he made a really good point that he's like, God, we're just, like, so lucky we never have to think about that. You're right. Men do not have to <laughs> think know. about this because their sperm is always only three months old. Right, and I just, I told him, I was like, that's, like, the most supportive thing you could have said. Like, I really appreciate um, that perspective and... I was telling him I was going to go on this podcast and and that I was, you know, blogging myself a little bit about egg freezing. 
And he's like, you shouldn't be embarrassed by that. You should yeah, talk about it's empowering. it. Right, because there's so many women that don't know. So it's nice to hear people's support and perspective from all different walks of life. I mean, you loved your job. It's not like you hated your job and you're saying, no. okay, that's it. I'm done. Peace out. Goodbye, boss. Go right. screw yourself. It wasn't the case. You loved your job. No, I had a great job. So I, I was a pharmaceutical rep for a company that sold the medications that you take, one of the medications you take during egg freezing. Or fertility in or general. Fertility, right, IVF. absolutely. Right, right. IVF in general, yes. And I had been there almost seven years. Selling long time. It's a very long time for millennials. Like, millennials, <laughs> it's like life years I know. to be there. That's longer than, like, when you say you know how your dog has... What is the ratio? Yeah, right. It's like it's like you were you had dog ears in a in a job. That's funny. I have used that analogy before. That's hilarious. Pharmaceutical is kind of cushy. Like just being honest. Like you get your company car. You get the corporate expense card. You your health insurance is basically like you didn't probably have to pay much for your meds at all. I bet you got it for free. Yeah, yeah. There was a program that allowed us to to get employees. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Of course. It was a great job, and I didn't, you know, if I wanted to go to Target in the middle of the day, I could do that. Right, you had some freedoms. Absolutely, but it was not, it was about the whole idea of if I, I'd always had it in my heart to want to live abroad, and I had tried Mm -hmm. to do it through the corporate route, and my thoughts were, I just got to a point where if I did not quit the job and travel now, I was not going to do it. I was Mm -hmm. 32. I had found old notebooks that had mm. said, if by 29, you're not here, here, and here, you're going to quit and live abroad for a year. Wow. And I kept finding these things and running into these... It was like little notes cautions. from yourself to your future self. Right. And I every time I would travel for vacation and, and got to go to some great places, um, I would just say, like, I just need to do this. Like, I just... You just people just know. Some women know that they want to be mothers at 25. I knew I needed to live abroad, otherwise I could never be a real adult. you never did that in college. (laughs) No, I didn't. I was always a little bit behind with that, which is maybe other people got it out then. I just never did. Did you feel something like when you turned 30? No, not Or was it 31 that was like your big birthday? It was just, I think it was actually seeing what I had promised myself by like 29 Mm. and it not, you know, being in the same spot a year or two later and also, ironically, sending a Facebook message to another friend who had quit his job to travel, saying, like, three years ago, saying, I'm going to do it. And then he writes me back every month being like, have you done it? Have you done it? Have you done it? Oh, so it was like accountability. Yes. You didn't just up and quit without a plan, did you? No. And I'd always been uh, a little bit of a saver. So mm-hmm. I was always kind of putting the money away that I should and, and thoughts of buying a condo. So I have a, had a nice cushion. So you had a nest egg. So most people are buying condos. I'm quitting my job to travel. I mean, you know, either way, one's yeah. probably a better investment than the other. I don't know. I don't know, but you know what they say. It, experiences yeah. yes. outweigh things. Right. And I, so actually a year before quitting, my, um, I, my aunt actually owns a marketing company. So I started doing some freelance work for her. That's great. Almost preparing to... And, and also, I mean, I will say the, the gentleman that I was dating, um, he had had a freelance job that took him back and forth. So to you Central saw it America. already kind of like as an example. Right. Of what could so, happen. yes. And, you know, we had broken up a few months after egg freezing, but it definitely was still an inspiration and still a very good yeah. friend. And mm-hmm. but that also kind of got me in the mindset to think about doing it. But also, you know, getting some freelance stuff. And then just finally, I reached a point where, um, you know, especially I think as women after we go through a breakup 
we just need something new in our lives, right? To excite us again and something to look forward to. Right, because you used to be a team and now you're solo again, so you have to rediscover who you are. Absolutely. So there were so many things that led up to that and that to me was a final straw and, and my lease was up coming yep. up in April and I remember the day that we got your URL <laughs> lost yeah. in Linderland oh my god that was so, such a fun day you were so essential to getting like a personal travel blog started because I had no idea what I was doing but you figured it out yes and that tis tis the perfect expression for life like you will figure it out and if there's nothing else, um, you know, I wanted to wait to make sure, you know, I got my bonus for first quarter. Yeah. So that's kind of what perpetuated the April date. I'd given my two weeks notice. And yep. then I, it was my last day on a Friday. My flight was booked for that Saturday. That was insane. I <laughs> know. Was so stupid. And <laughs> I saw some of your pictures from back then. And you literally yeah. moved with two suitcases. Yes. I was so impressed. Like, yes. I'm a light traveler. I always... Yeah. travel carry on when I go even abroad right um I just think that I've never wanted like my very very first trip to Europe yeah. I had a suitcase and a carry-on and my like purse bag right and I will never do that again because it was just so much to carry and like you know yes. I just felt so weighed down by travel traveling right. with all that stuff and I never used it all yes and oh, you'd be yeah. surprised how you can like reuse like jeans and a t-shirt oh, and no yes. one would ever know no, no one cares. No really. one cares. Yeah. You're right. You're right. And so it's just so much nicer to travel light. And I was so impressed when you moved to Columbia with literally two suitcases. Right. Well, there's a few. I've met a lot of people now being there for a few months. And a lot of people, there's two types of travelers I'm learning. It's that quit their job to do stuff like this. Because there's a lot of them out there, believe it or not. Um, people that move every few weeks and they yeah. want to see, you know, 50 countries space. in one year. Uh-huh. Right. Or there's, I want to do, like, long-term travel where I'm staying three to six months in each place, building a community, because Mm -hmm. to me that's more fruitful than just seeing a bunch of stuff, like having a community, learning a new language, learning a new city. Yeah, and you dived right in. You also got a job in Columbia. Yeah, it was more of a work-away uh, work exchange program where I wasn't teaching but more um, helping them grow their Spanish school targeting oh. people like me yeah who come to Colombia but know very little Spanish in exchange for helping them with social media marketing hey. all their events that they have but I also took Spanish classes while I was there and then I lived there in very very simple accommodations yeah no but it's an experience you know the day you told me that you were going to do this I was like what yeah. Like, wait, wait, don't tell anybody. I don't know yet. Like, right. I just, I just want everything to pan out the way it was. But, yeah. um, but after you did it and like you landed, how did you feel? Did you feel like this freedom? Not only just because you froze your eggs, right? But because you did what you told your future self you wanted to do. Yes, I mean there are a few times. So Medellin, Colombia, is set in the mountains at like an altitude of a little bit higher than Denver. So you're in a valley, and, and it's just, central time zone. Central time zone, same as Chicago. So it's great for working with people from the states. And but there's there's just mountains everywhere you looked. And as being a woman that grew up and really never left Chicago, like for living purposes, I just remember like tearing up a few times. When I was just like looking at mountains every time I woke up, I remember tearing up when I went to my first salsa club and being like, I'm obsessed with dancing and uh, Mm -hmm. of all sorts. 
and just seeing the people dance and be like, I can't believe this is their normal Saturday night. Like, it's yeah. beautiful. The culture is amazing. Yeah. You really appreciated it. Now, how oh, did you yeah. pick Median? I don't know. remember if I remember that backstory. Yeah. So, I had been there um, actually the year prior, and I had to leave um, on I just gone there just as a solo trip, and I had to leave. My trip got cut short because my mom got sick. Oh, no. So the school couldn't refund me, but they offered me a two-week credit. But cool. in that, so people get so scared of solo travel because yeah. they're like, how do I make friends? How do I choose where to live? And solo travel has been the by far the best yes. experiences for me. But I've I, met the most friends for while sure. solo traveling. But some people, and everyone's different, some people are naturally more introverted, so they mm-hmm. don't have the personality or necessarily want to sit at a bar and try to meet people. So a way to do that is to do to join, um, to go to a Spanish school where you have mm-hmm. 40 other students that are visiting Colombia as, as well, well. On the same purpose. Learning, right. Also, are there solo most likely or a lot of couples? So that is how I chose that because I knew I had like a built-in community. And that's how I've met a majority of my friends. I'm friends with the marketing director, the owner of the school, but also met another couple from Arkansas. So um, I would love to continue this, but we'll take a quick break and come back and share the rest of the story. Need some help staying organized with fertility treatments? Then you need Nala. No matter what kind of fertility treatment, IVF, IUI, FET, egg freezing, surrogacy, or egg donation, you will never have to leave a doctor's office with a bunch of handouts you can barely read. Nala, to keep everything in one neat place. Reminders, medication instructions, and your next appointment time. For a limited time, Nala is free for Ecology Club listeners. Download the app, N-A-U-L-A, or visit Nala.com today. So as I was saying, um, I met a lot of amazing people from... uh, the community uh, through, or made an amazing community through the Spanish school. Yeah, you started a blog group. Yes. That's so neat. Yeah. um, I had met another gentleman. Language exchanges are very popular there. So, for example, I would come, go to this language exchange event. I would practice my Spanish. Uh, Colombians would come and practice their English. And it was just a great way to practice in real life terms. Um, And I met this gentleman from New York that was creating these meetups, and he was, you know, making a little bit of money off of it. Mm. And I was like, and then just meeting these amazing people. He's got like 10,000 followers on Instagram. Like, um, well, you're the Instagram queen in my world. Well, (laughs) well, we're getting there. It's it's baby steps. Um, But so anyway, I was like, if this guy can do it, just like we were saying earlier, mm-hmm. like if you see others that can feasibly do something, it inspires you. Yeah, and that's what this whole conversation is about, is right. we're trying to show you other paths to parenthood, different ways right. that you can get the things that you want and create the life that you right. really love. And it's just not as difficult as you may imagine. Right. You know? It's like just about it taking the first step. Right, exactly. That's always the hardest part with anything in life, Right. Half egg talk, half inspirational talk today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> another third travel. Um, so, yeah, just through that, I started a blogging and Medellin uh, group in person where bloggers of all sorts are invited. Just did a Facebook events page. And each meeting, we've done three, has had about 25 to 30 people. We all go around and introduce ourselves. Very neat. We had a speaker come in one time, talk about SEO, best practices. Cool. So you're um, teaching each other all the tricks that you each individually know. Yeah, and sometimes I don't really know what it turns into. I just knew I wanted to create a group and uh, 
learn a lot myself because I, like you mentioned, knew very little about blogging. When you first started, but when now, I first started. Now you're turning into an expert. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So it's, and then from there, I've been able to gather some other freelance paid opportunities. Great. Um, so it just, it just, it it's kind starts, of like starts to snowball. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's also like changing our mindsets to being open to this new, like we live in a digital age. This yes. is fantastic. We can now have online businesses or right. the sharing economy is changing it's how crazy. we do business Absolutely. and you don't have to physically be at a nine to five job anymore. Right. And still get the things that you want or still Absolutely. express and, and see the world and yes. do all these fun things. So I think there's a lot of freedom that you've basically given yourself the opportunity to access. Yes. And I mean, it ties back to, I think a lot of the reason and I can't speak for everyone, but women in their early to mid thirties are afraid to travel is that they have babies on their mind or the, mm-hmm. the fear, if I don't concentrate on meeting the right person, right here. then I will be screwed. Right. Yeah, But what we don't think about, and this has happened to me several times, mm-hmm. is that when we do go on that solo trip, we're meeting people that are like-minded like us and are thinking sure. in the same yeah. mindset. Oh, and right. That could be the setup for the next best relationship you ever have. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like you travel and you're like, God, this is like my tribe. Like where we're all you like we're all we think the same. Yeah. And you know, people don't look at you with a funny face when they're like, Why did you quit that? You uh-huh. know, six figure job to yeah. go and, you know, live on a thousand a month, basically. Mm-hmm. Um and we're, I mean, we're so blessed living in the States or, you know, a westernized society that we can make dollars or euros and then live in a place that that dollar goes very far. Yeah. Um, yeah. You were saying that in Colombia, what, yeah. what's, what is it, double? Um, uh, your so value in your dollar doubles or? It's, I mean, it's, it's like 3,000 pesos to $1. So I okay. just did a blog article about cost of living. The blog is lostinlinderland.com. Um, and I live for around 1100 a month wow. with everything That's included. Amazing. Right. Yeah. And you could probably do it for less. Yeah. As well. You're, you, or more. You have some yeah. luxuries that you're keeping. Of course. Yeah. I had to pay for my salsa lessons. Yeah. Course. You're in your cell phone. You know your cell phone still works. Yes. Yes. All those yeah. little things and, you know, living in a more expat um, community or mm-hmm. more expat type neighborhood. You can live very local and... Um, for a lot less in the neighborhood that was a little bit further out. Mm-hmm. And you were airbnb at first, or? Yes, I did a variety of Airbnb and then, like, a work exchange, work mm-hmm. away program where cool. you work for them and they let you stay in their rooms for free. So, yeah, but without, I mean, it goes back to, of course, the, the focus of this podcast is that having the comfort of knowing that I have some eggs on ice mm-hmm. just lets me do the stuff that I really wanted to do. And, you know, we all know that we don't know if those eggs will be viable when I use them. But for me... Or who you're going to use them with. Absolutely. But for me, I just... I was comfortable with that risk. Yeah. And And you can still try naturally when we're a little older in our 30s. Right. And I'll probably freeze again, let's say, in another year. Yeah. Um, I'll be 33, so that will still be a very... Reasonable age for good, good outcomes. Right. And I still have fertility friends mm-hmm. like, like you me. I know. <laughs> so 
So, and, you know, so it could, yeah, the possibilities are endless. So what's next for you? Like, tell us your upcoming schedule. Yeah, so I'm definitely, obviously I'm back in Chicago trying to get some more freelance work to sustain this lifestyle. Um, and And to renew your visa or like, how does that work exactly? Well, I can only stay in Colombia for six months out of the year on a tourist visa. So I had to be out of the country for a bit because when I go back, I have, you know, two and a half more months. Yep. Okay. But I will remain in Colombia for November and December and then... 2017. Correct. Yes. And then I do, I did get invited to a Colombian wedding. So in January, I'm uh, with a woman I met on a plane. Neat. Yes. Love these uh, origin stories. Yes, of course. So I want to be there for that. It's such a trickling effect. You know what I mean? Like, because you're changing your mindset, because of your openness, because of your willing to travel, because you're putting yourself in these new environments, you are now meeting people that are introducing you to other important people that could manifest these amazing things for you in your life. She, the woman uh, who's getting married, is Colombian, but her husband's from Florida, and they live in Florida now. But she called and asked, like, if I could sit at the same table as her fiancé's parents so that they could, like, know another American and also... You know, I could speak Spanish to them. I could show them around. And she, like, offered to pay as, like, a job because she wanted me to spend cool. two days with them. I'm not going to take that, but I'm still going to do it because, yeah. like, how cool is that experience? So, that's it's so, like, giving. What, what a neat opportunity yeah. to be able to be part of their um, exciting time. Their, yes. their moment in, together as in love, right? right? Yes. And also to kind of also entertain and be a tour guide right. for her parents. Yes. So and neat. Her, yes. She invited me to one of her family parties. They taught cool. me how to salsa. I did aguardiente, which is like a very popular common liquor. Cool. If anyone's been to Colombia, um, okay, so know I'm what booking that is. my flight. I don't know if I told you this, but I'm no. totally coming to see you oh my gosh, before you leave Colombia because I'm sure you're going to go to another country after this, right? Potentially. I don't know, honestly. I just, I want to see how the end of the year develops. Uh-huh. Um, I've definitely always had Asia in the back of my head oh, because wow. it's even less expensive to live there. Okay, but the let's run through zones. your bucket list because I'm dying to know what countries Ooh, you kind of have to, you have to see. So I definitely have Greece on the top of my list, oh, which... me too. Yes. Love Greece. But I also love um, Asia, like more like Thailand, Cambodia. Um, I've only ever been to Bali on that side of the world. Okay. But I think the main reason is, too, is like just their food and mm, like outdoor. Culture. Yeah, that is so healthy. And I yeah. know so was um, living in Colombia. Like the food isn't healthy in Colombia, but... There's hiking everywhere. The weather is great. Oh, my God. I loved your hiking photos. I was like, these are, they look like they came out of a magazine. Oh, thanks. Those those new iPhones can take some good photos. I know it. (laughs) I love it. It's crazy. So let's run through your social media handles. If anybody wants to follow your journey as you're backpacking through the the world, basically, how do they follow you? Yeah, so on Facebook and Instagram, it is Lost in Linderland. And on Twitter, it's Linder underscore land. And then the URL is just lostinlinderland.com. So, and you can subscribe to the email list, and I'll update you guys on Columbia and yeah. some egg freezing stuff, I'm sure, on yeah. occasion. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you can't quite walk away from that. because. No, it's do, wait, tell me world. about the lady that you met. I know you sort of started this story. The lady that you met that also was an egg freezer. Yeah, well, she, well, there's actually been a few. Um, and what's so interesting, and Val and I have talked about this, is that there's a lot of women I meet that are like 23, 24, and they, oh, people always ask you, oh, what did you used to do? And mm-hmm. I tell them my 
story. Origin story. Of course. And these women that are 23, 24, you know, young bucks, yeah. are still like, oh my gosh, I've heard about that, but I'm still young. And I was like, of course, I get that. Well, that's great they just even heard about it. Like, right. I didn't hear about it at 23. Of course not. Right, right. And um, it's amazing how far the technology has come in, right. you know, seven, eight years. But they ask these questions like, well, will I go through menopause if I do Aww. this? Or, like... How Plus many, their heart. Right. And it just re-reminds me that... You know what, you know what question I always get is, will I lose eggs? If yes. I, w- w- does that does that take away eggs that I could potentially have in the future for, right. for a baby? Does it's, it impact your future fertility? Right. right. Yeah, yeah. That's yes. a common one I always get. Yes. So, um, so that has been very interesting to me to hear these people, these questions, which just reminds me that we probably need to do a better job as you know women leaders in society to educate people both on how to prevent pregnancy but STDs and also prepare. how to preserve our fertility right you have to help both sides of the coin yeah really yeah, yeah. because like most of our OBGYNs when we when we see them for a whole 12 minutes a year once yeah. a year <laughs> yeah um they only tell us what our you know recent pap score was right. and oh what birth control do you want this year right and, and bless their hearts, they are not fertility experts. They yeah. deliver babies, and they're so busy and overworked, and healthcare and all is all the electronic medical records now that's right. invaded their life that they yes. have to adopt. And right, and they just get more and more things thrown on them. Mm-hmm. But you know, the reproductive endocrinologists that do IVF, you know, they go to school for three more years in OBGYNs, yeah, so point. they can do this for right. us. Right. So I know that. But then, oftentimes, they're seeing patients when it's a little too late. Right. And so... So it's always the push and pull between those two doctors of when do you send it over and... And how do you educate younger? Right. And again... Well, that's part of what the conversation we're trying to change. That's exactly what you're doing with your... It just starts... It's a grassroots thing, right? Like starting a podcast or starting your website or Or finding people that want to talk about their story so then those stories can be told right and you know we have you know this firsthand about all the companies that are now offering egg freezing benefits oh it's so great and bringing people like you in in front of all their women employees employees and sharing the story so it's just it doesn't feel like you're probably making an impact or I'm making an impact but if we look back a year from now it'll be really cool to see the changes I have developed. Yeah, you know, I started a lot of my activism and online website and blogging um, at the end of 2015 right after I froze because I felt so impacted after doing the journey myself. Like, I felt like I could be a better sales rep because I know now what it's like to be the patient. Like, I'd always seen it from the physician point of view, right? And, um, you know, back then I couldn't get one person. I mean, I got so many no's and so many rejections before I had like my first experience video that went live because no one wanted to say their first and last name. They were like, okay with saying their first name maybe, Mm -hmm. but they didn't want to say their last name. And I was bound and determined that I wasn't going to post anything unless we came out and said exactly who we are because there's something, there's a validity to it when we, when we say, this is who I am. There's no strings attached. There's no, you know, I'm being 100% transparent here. Right. And those walls break down. Mm -hmm. And then slowly but surely, every month I got more yeses. Right. But you wouldn't believe how many no's I went through. I mean, I literally have an Excel spreadsheet of over 100 different women that have froze. And I'm trying to get them to say yes. (laughs) Right. And I totally believe it because I still go through, should I share 
this video because I feel like there is still a stigma and I don't well, know it's why very I personal, like that. Right? Like these are very personal choices right. and individualized and everybody has to find their own path yes. to how parenthood looks for them or if they do parenthood at all. Right. And do you, I don't know if you, Gary Vee is a very popular, like inspirational yeah. kind of brash guy. I love but, his mantras and his um, ideas and thinking. Oh, yeah. yeah. But the number one thing that keeps coming up over and over again is how he just, like, people don't go after their dreams or what they want because they're so afraid of what others think. It's fear paralyzing them. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's a huge reason why I didn't quit my job because I was worried about what would people think of me quitting a great job to just literally live off... I'm probably making $10,000 a year right now. Right. You know, and granted, I'm living in a place that has a low cost of living, so it's fine, and I have some savings. Right, but because your, your money isn't getting sucked out the moment it comes in. Right, yeah. right. And, but I was so afraid of what parents and friends would think of me, and it's been so, really empowered. So I think I so what happened similar. when you actually took that leap of faith and you did those things? Was all of those fears really true, or were they like fake fears? Um, I was very pleasantly surprised who came out of the woodworks with and supported support. you. Yeah, friends I had not talked to in years started sending me messages like, "This is so cool." I had another friend that you know, always a, a friend but more of an acquaintance that we just met for lunch, um, and he quit his consulting job to to start an app and has just said mm. that like it's been inspirational following your story. I also became close with a woman you met, Stacy, who. Um, plug her jewelry line, Grayson yeah. Hudson. Oh, I love um, her stuff. She's so classy. She, But she quit her law job. She was a lawyer. Yes. And she just stopped. And I loved it. And her own jewelry line yeah. after she And then had, you got interviewed yes. for a guy that all he does is blog about people that yeah. have unique journeys of quitting their job and following their dreams. Right. He's uh, He travels with his family around the world, moves every month, and he interviews Incredible. other digital nomad people and mm-hmm. just hears their stories to inspire others and... Because people are just like, how do I find this job? How do I do it? How yeah. do I do that? Well, there is some planning involved. Just like you have to plan to egg freeze and prepare your body Absolutely. for that journey. Right. You just don't up and make a decision without thinking it through. Right. And yes, I had thought about it for years. Right. Um, but and that's why it was a great fit. Net. Yeah. Yeah. Safety net. But you're not independently wealthy. Your parents aren't no, millionaires. No, no, no. We wish, right? Right. <laughs> I'm very self made as well so right. I know the feeling but um, we work hard and we are good money managers and right. save and plan yeah and it's I mean it's amazing to the luxuries we get used to that you know we get used Don't to our matter. Starbucks every day yeah, which exactly. although I did have one today Latte um, factors. Right. And people don't realize that. Maybe you cut out the the manicures or the nice dinners and yeah. like you can and eat do at it. Home. And figure out unique ways to say I always say where well, there's a will there's a way absolutely and the same for paying for egg freezing a lot of I get a lot of questions like oh how do you pay for egg freezing mm-hmm. but really it's just a matter of fact of like it's how did you plan for your 401k or how did you get right. the career path you got it's from right deciding this is what I want and then going after yeah. it and it, it's hard because I think especially as women like it's not an excuse, but, like, we feel that if we – we always have to look a certain way to attract males right. or to be perceived a certain way. So we feel like if we buy that jacket or buy those jeans, then we'll feel better. Like, that's yeah. how we feel good about ourselves, just like guys right. maybe feel good about themselves because they have a great career or mm-hmm. they're making good money. Or, or they drive a fancy right. car. Yeah, there you go. They, exactly. 
Um, so we put so much of our resources and finances into that. I did that for years, so I feel comfortable saying that because mm-hmm. that was my 20s. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize it, though, because I just thought that's what you're supposed to do. Right. And now it I'm It looked like the keeping up with the Joneses back then. You know, right. like that was our that yeah. was our way of feeling like we accomplished something. Yeah, and if I look, you know, the guy will think or pay attention to me because I look cute. Like, I know that sounds so shallow, but it's the truth. And yeah. I feel like it well, just have to have conversations. Well, dating has changed, and we all know that. Yeah, <laughs> taking a break. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad to just let that kind of uh, manifest in its way. But what really, like, when you're doing stuff that you're passionate about and, yeah. like, you're excited about, like, people feel your energy, and yeah. that's all they care about, really. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. you'll always get people well, that think differently. and I always say that who you are as a person is far more important than right. what someone physically looks like I feel like you know when you of course you become more attractive and probably attracted to that person Mm -hmm. when you know their backstory when you know what who they are as a person and what they're trying to accomplish and goals like I I find that the people that I'm most attracted to attracted to like you Mm -hmm. um are people that are are facing and or um chasing their goals and their dreams and are doing really cool things for the world Like, those are the people that I like to hang right. out with. But that's a great example because, you know, we were at first acquaintances, and yeah. I don't think we would have gotten as close if we both didn't, you know, want to be involved in entrepreneurial ventures, yeah. and you didn't support me chasing what I thought, which is my dream, right? And it's, yeah. that's how literally Well, I love to give back. Is. And so the moment yes. you told me, hey, when you ask for help, and here's maybe another good point that we should bring up, yeah. is your ability to ask for help. Like, nobody knows with what maybe you're struggling with or what you're you're facing or what you want to do unless you talk openly about mm-hmm. it. And as soon as you shared that with me, I was like, yes, come over. Let's have wine night. Right. And, and I'll show you the ropes. Yeah. People are good-hearted by, I think, you know, 99.9% and all want to help people. Yeah. Um, it goes back to, like, It makes the, you feel good inside. You absolutely. know what I mean? It's the good feelings. Which is so funny. I So I've always been great at asking for help because I just think it's people appreciate vulnerability. Yeah. And other people always want to be the expert. When you know, people ask me for help, mm-hmm. I always like helping because I'm like, I feel good about myself. Right, you know, right, This right. is my strength that I'm talking you about. You know, one of my favorite book authors, Brene Brown, talks oh, yes. about v- vulnerability and shame Ooh. and yes. all of that good stuff. She just had a new book that launched here not recently. I'm reading I'm going to read a quote. But yeah. Okay. So, um, I just think that, yeah, that vulnerability, I think started coming out for me a lot more when I started traveling because I had to ask where, how do I say that in your language right. or where's the bathroom? Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so when you have those conversational starters or you look for ways to start a conversation with someone and just be human, right. It is vulnerable because you're putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation, but we only grow when we're in these type of situations and vulnerability. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Brene Brown was on Oprah's new yeah. Soulful Sunday podcast. I loved it. And she, it's so funny that you bring her up because I wrote this quote down, and I'll read it. It says, Un- unused creativity is not benign. It metastasizes. It turns into grief, rage, judgment, sh- sorrow. There's no such thing as creative people and non-creative people. There are only people who use creativity and people who don't. Unused creativity does not just disappear. It lives with us until we're expressed, neglected, to death, or suffocated by resentment. 
So wow. I know that was long. <laughs> no, that was very powerful, though. But it's just like such great wisdom. But so many of us, I think, are staying in these jobs or doing these things that creativity is not just being a good painter or a good singer. For mm-hmm. me, creativity is starting my own business and feeling like my handcuffs of corporate America are off mm-hmm. and I can truly do what's best and use my or ideas. Or follow your heart. Yeah. And see where it takes you. Right. And, and so, like, ultimately, I don't know how religious you are, but I definitely have some faith in, yeah. in my upbringing and that I've carried throughout my life. And, you know, it's so cliche to say, like, everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really do think that when you're true to yourself, that God shows you a plan or kind of leads you in a path that, mm-hmm. you know, you were meant to do. Mm-hmm. But you have to take those steps. Like, God's not going to force you. It's just kind of like, you know, you can bring a horse to a lake, and but you can't make them drink. You right. can't, yeah, you know, like, you can bring them to a water source, but you can't make them yeah. want to You can bring them it. to a reproductive endocrinologist, but you can't make them freeze. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It all ties back together, Valerie. It's I amazing. I know. I know. Our puns. Well, I've just had just the most wonderful conversation with you. I'm so glad you're in studio today. Yes. Um, don't forget, listeners, to rate us on iTunes. Um, Egology Club yes, podcast please. that helps other people find our show that really want this valuable content. And then please give us a call. We'd love to hear your voice and your questions or concerns that you might have. So our phone number is 978 A Club. That's 978-344-2582. Yes, and you can also, even if you want to come visit me in Columbia, please shoot Val and I an email at egologyclub at gmail.com. And then follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at Eggology Club. I'd love to hear what you guys think since this is my first time visiting, Val. I know, Um, since you've been back from this amazing adventure. (laughs) And if anyone genuinely wants to talk about anything, um, maybe next episode we can talk about some of those things and answer some questions. Yeah, we'll do a QA and a show. And uh, thanks so much for helping out. I just think that this has been a blast. It has. Thank you so much. I love it. Listeners, um, look for all of the show notes to get a hold of Stephanie and don't forget to follow us on social and uh thanks so much for listening and tune in next week we're gonna have more exciting stuff valerie out stephanie out (laughs) bye you've been listening to episode nine of the agology club podcast freezing freedom in the next episode we'll be talking to sarah lenti a political strategist who went against her family's conservative values by undergoing egg freezing and ivf to become a single parent hear how sarah's journey to parenthood landed her all over cnn what advice she has for others who hope to become parents. Today's episode of Egology Club was written and hosted by Valerie Landis, Stephanie Linder, Raydell Peichler, and Kara Egber. The show was produced and mixed by Shannon Holly. Caricature artwork by Peter Scott. Logo and cover art by Lily Chen. If you haven't yet, please subscribe, leave a rating, and contact us at eggologyclub.com. Do you love red wine and coffee, but you care about keeping your teeth white? Then you need to be a diva. A vino diva. Vino diva is a reusable wine aeration straw. It aerates your wine with every sip to make it taste incredible. And it protects your smile from red wine and coffee stains. Search Vino Diva on Amazon today. Every woman has the little black dress. Now, every woman needs the little black straw. Vino Diva. Available now with Amazon Prime.